Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector. We share top tips, insight and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a flexible, well-paid career in the sector, as well as employers who champion diversity and gender equality. In today's session, we're talking about exploring your potential. And we're exploring how you can upskill as a Salesforce developer and the different ways you can go about this and the different job opportunities it can open up to you. To help this discussion, I'm delighted to have Rachel Watson join me today. Rachel works for Accenture as a tech architecture delivery associate manager. But alongside that, she also does a heap of other things to support people to develop their careers within the Salesforce ecosystem. She's co-founder of 100 Days of Trailhead, co-founder and co-leader of WIT Devs, which is a group that supports women to be developers. She's also co-founder of Phoenix Salesforce Saturday and does a lot of professional speaking and career coaching to help people support people to develop their careers and particularly focused on increasing racial equality and equality for women inside and outside of Accenture. Rachel, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Rachel, I think it's great to have you on the show because you've just come from a point where you didn't working in Salesforce previously, you've then upskilled, self-taught yourself, and now you have this amazing job years later as an architect at Accenture. So tell us more about what your job role is now. What do you currently do? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This is, this is wonderful that what you're doing here. So I am currently a tech architecture delivery associate manager with Accenture. And basically what that role is, is I work in some area of architecture. Sometimes I work a little bit more on the solution side. Sometimes I work a little bit more on the technical architecture side. I have a mixed set of skills, functionally and technical. So I often (laughs) am thrown into situations where I kind of blend a little bit back and forth um, because that's where my skills really lie. So You can find me leading tech teams. You can find me being a tech lead. You can find me helping with designs. You can find me doing RFPs. I mean, (laughs) developing POCs. I mean, there's tons of different things that I could be doing at any given time. It just depends Mm -hmm. on the particular project in which I'm a part of. Great. That sounds really interesting. So how did you get there? What was the path that you took? Because I think for a lot of people listening, if they're thinking, oh, wow, well, how do I get there? It can be quite terrifying to think about the steps you need to take, particularly if you've got to learn code along the way. So tell us how you, what was your career path? Okay. So I want to debunk a myth that you have to have a CS background or that you have to be like some brainiac in science and math. I do not have a CS background. In fact, I've got um, several degrees. Um, my first degree was in sign language interpretation. So that's, I was, that's what I did initially. I was an American sign language interpreter. And then for a number of years, I transitioned into educational sales. Yeah, I know. Strange. <laughs> um, so did that for a while. And I did quite well, but I wanted to do something more. I honestly was, I got kind of bored. So I wanted to do something more and I was racking my brain as to what do I want to do now? Right. Mm. So I was like, tech, tech, that sounds good. 
I didn't even quite know what that meant. <laughs> Did you know what Salesforce was? <laughs> no, I had no idea what Salesforce was, but I, I knew that I wanted to go in the in the tech field. So at that point, um, Jessica Murphy and I, basically, we started this journey together because we both had talked about tech looks like a good kind of a career to shift to. So we joined up <laughs> and started exploring. So we joined a bunch of, or I joined a bunch of meetups and girl develop it, women who code, a JavaScript group, a Ruby on Rails group, and a myriad of other ones. <laughs> and um, I was actually in my um, master's of industrial and organizational psychology program. Oh, so I have a sign language degree. I've got a digital photography degree. Wow. And then I was in my master's of industrial and organizational psychology. And for those of you who don't <laughs> know bit. what the heck that is, basically what, how I describe it is an MBA, which is all the statistics and the business organizational, you know, strategies and all of that stuff, but add the people back in. Mm, so it's fascinating. So, you know, you add the people piece back in because at the end of the day, whether it's an HR organizational issue, if it is an organizational issue internally, people are driving those. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason I landed there. I loved my master's program. So I really want to be clear about that because what I'm going to sing next is going to be a little shocking probably for most people. So here I am going down this master's degree path, you know, because I wanted to be able to have that strategy and that make that impact on an organizational level. Mm -hmm. And moving forward, then as I was going through these different, or going to rather, these different um, meetups, and I was looking to learn code. What kind of code? Because there's a lean stack and the mean stack. And what does that mean? And if I do the lean stack, then what kind of job can I get with that? With the mean stack, what kind of job can I get with that? And it just, it was so much. I was like, it was like, walking into, you know what, it was like walking into a totally different country and you don't know the language and you're looking around and going. <laughs> That's perfect analogy. <laughs> great, great. So I'm supposed to make heads or tails of this and navigate this and figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't know, but like every three words of what you're saying. So I kept going though. And I, they did these dine and demos at Girl Develop It where they would show you a technology. So it might be where they are showing how something was built through code and walking you through the steps and walking you through the syntax. Or they were showing you, like, if it was a platform such as Salesforce, here's an app and this is what it does and this is kind of how we put it together, you know, without getting too much into the weeds. So that was really wonderful because we got to see what was possible. Mm -hmm. And they talked about the careers that were associated. So I was actually uh, teaching myself JavaScript and I was teaching myself Ruby on Rails mm -hmm. through these meetups. And <laughs> one of the things that I did was I went, I got invited to a Ruby on Rails hackathon. Now understand, I barely had seen the syntax of Ruby, <laughs> never put it on Rails. And then I got invited to this hackathon and I was like, well, this shall be interesting. <laughs> well, if I go, 
I can, I'm sure I can gain something out of this. You know, if I even complete one module, I did better than, you know, and no more than when I came in. So I decided to go. Hats off for That's good. (laughs) I did not, I knew that I wasn't going to win. That was not the intention of going at all. Good. (laughs) Setting yourself up to fail, possibly, (laughs) ever. So, I mean, they did have TAs running around, but I didn't want to utilize the TAs too much also because people were actually there trying to win. So I, I, was, I was really very, um, very particular about when I did ask for help. So by the time lunch happened, I was totally questioning life and my life's decisions. Um, <laughs> but then I had to really look at myself and go, okay, what did you say to yourself before you walked in here? Mm-hmm. You asked yourself, could you make any kind of progress? And I had to admit to myself that I had. Did I move very far? No, but I had made progress. And so I stuck it out for, for the entire day. And I mean, it was, it was long. And I think I completed the first module. So I, I walked away and I was like, okay, I succeeded. I completed something in there, awesome. you know, well and done. I have a little bit more knowledge. Well done. Now, this is, this is my call to anybody in the audience that is listening. Even if it is above your head, walk in and try to absorb what you can, because mm-hmm. even if you, it doesn't benefit you today or tomorrow or next week, believe me, six months or a year or a year and a half down the road, you'll be like, oh my gosh, that's what they were talking about. And, the, <laughs> and you'll be surprised as to what you actually remember. And that, that that time that you spent actually clarifies that situation. It's very interesting. So with Girl Develop It and the Dying and Demos, I got introduced to Salesforce. Now, mm-hmm. understand, I just came out of, well, I, had, I was still in rather, a sales role. So this is the thing. I mean, I was leading the country with my sales. So it's not like I did a poor job at this thing. It's just, quite frankly, I was just bored. (laughs) And when they started talking sales processes, I was like, oh, this makes sense to me. Because, you know, their, their demo was on sales cloud. I was like, okay, cool. And so I was already kind of interested in this. And the one lady that was a Salesforce professional because girl development is general tech. Mm-hmm. So she, she kept on trying to talk to me about Salesforce. And I was like, okay, cool. Yada, yada. You know, I'm over here trying to become a full stack developer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she invited me to a workshop for the weekend for Salesforce. And she said, and it's free. And I said, okay, why not? What do I have to lose if it's free? Mm-hmm. So I went and it was, a, it was all weekend long. And Chris Duarte, she is currently the VP of Trailhead Content. Mm-hmm. Um, that's her current title. She was the one that was leading that. And she led oh, with wow. such passion and she used her story Mm-hmm. And, and talked about how she wasn't technical and how she ended up at Salesforce and why she loves the platform and why she loves Trailhead. Mm-hmm. And we did Trailhead module, uh, Trailhead modules and such. And mm-hmm. again, it was on sales cloud. So they were speaking my language. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And so since I had been coding from scratch in JavaScript and in Ruby, I knew what it was like to build something 
from ground zero. Now understand, I didn't have any advanced skills at that time in, in development, but the fact of the matter is, is I understood what, how many lines of code it took to see what I'm seeing on the page, mm. just out of the box. I was That's like, right? yeah. I was like, holy cannoli, this is awesome. So by the time lunch came around, so Jessica was with me, I, I drug her along. <laughs> She's um, been your partner in crime all the way through. Right, <laughs> absolutely. And she didn't, she was actually oh. in a JavaScript JavaScript bootcamp. She had just come out of a Ruby on Rails bootcamp and went directly into a JavaScript bootcamp because she's brave. And and I think that that is absolute craziness because (laughs) bootcamps are insane. So she was over there doing JavaScript homework while Chris was talking. And so she just came to support me initially. So when we got to lunch, I looked at her and I was like, all right, so I've made a decision and you're going to think I'm just totally bonkers. <laughs> I said, I'm quitting my master's degree and I'm going to study Salesforce. I'm going to self-study <gasps> Salesforce. And that's, and I'm, I'm going for this because I can't split my, oh, wow. I cannot split my attention in the amount of time that I'm spending on my master's degree. If I put my focus here, I can get there. And the master's degree will be there if mm-hmm. I so choose to come back to it. I, I need to make this decision because I'm not, if I, if I split my time, you know, outside of work, I, I'm not going to do either well. So, mm. and she looks at me and she's like, okay. <laughs> so, so later Must have on, had an impact. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it was very shocking. I mean, yeah, uh, to her. And, and I mean, in my mind, I was like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm going, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Da, 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 da. And I'm reeling, trying to console myself them actually making the right decision mm. which mm. which I, you said it though it was interesting because you obviously felt like the power of it yes yes oh, I wow. did mm. so I I literally finished the class that I was in because definitely I was taught to never quit so finished the class that I'm in and I walked away from my master's program with a 4.0 and I left it be and pursued Salesforce And I studied and studied and studied and studied. I mean, I was spending 20 plus hours outside of work um, studying Salesforce. Mm -hmm. So um, it it took me, the the first role was the hardest thing to to land. And I'll tell everybody that's the hardest hurdle Mm. to leap over. Thank you. you, Because I think it does take, you know, it doesn't come just overnight, does it? No. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And even though I was in sales and I was used to the word no, I got tired of the word no. <laughs> and, and, I, and I say that to other people as well. It is hard to hear no, 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 again and again and again. But you have to keep going. You know, yeah. even if you're having a day, fine. Have a day, feel sad, have your little pity party and get back up and do it again tomorrow. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah. And absolutely. And like that's what you have to do in sales naturally, right? So you've been in sales where literally you get knockbacks all the time. (laughs) Certainly, certainly. And I mean as as a developer, I tell people all the time, fail and fail early. Because honestly, I don't care if you are a superb developer, you're not gonna write a perfect line of code every single time. And most people don't write a perfect 
a perfect line of code, even if they've been at it for years and years and years, it's the first time. It's just not, Mm -hmm. it's just not something that people do, but people don't talk about it. So then there's this misnomer that it all just comes and flows easily out of people. And, you know, they're just brilliant. And I, I, I don't have that special talent and it's just, no. That's not the truth. <laughs> so ultimately, that's how I worked worked up to that. And um, honestly, <laughs> as I was learning Salesforce, I was attempting to go to user groups and and developer groups and this and that. And I was I wanted this camaraderie. I wanted this kind of like Jessica and I have been on this path together. But mm-hmm. by the way, Jessica did decide to join Salesforce, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And so we've been kind of, we were on the same path for a while. So like our career story sounds very similar. And then we go off in two different directions. But we've always been, had this partnership. And even when we study for certifications, like we'll, we'll, we'll be each other's study buddy and challenge each other and some days I need a swift kick in the bum. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, you know, it's kind of like going to the gym. Sometimes I need somebody to go, okay, Rachel, I know you don't really want to do this today, but we're doing it and you're coming with me. And oh, let's go. that's nice. So, yeah, yeah. It's good to have a buddy. Exactly. I think that that's mm-hmm. very important. So that's how, I, that's how I got started. And so because I wanted that support, that's actually where our Salesforce Saturday came out of. Phoenix Salesforce Saturday was the second in the world. And we went to Stephanie Herrera and we, we asked, you know, can we have one here in Phoenix? And it's really nice because it's a collaborative group that shares knowledge that, you know, really supports each other and, and has that. And when we started leading that, we told everybody, listen, we don't know everything, (laughs) not even close. You know, we're starting on this journey too, but we can all use the people that we know and our own knowledge. And so we can leverage that to help each other and grow together. And support each other. No, that's really good. And so obviously you and Jessica trained up and then yes. you've got your hands dirty with code as well. Like where did you, what were the different job roles that you felt were open to you then? And how did you get to where you are now as an architect? What are the different roles that you looked at and went through? Sure. So I wanted to, I knew I wanted to go down the path of developer. So Mm -hmm. I was told by many, many people, if you start off as admin, sometimes it's hard to get from admin to developer. So I said to myself, and I told other people that were kind of helping me look a little bit, but it was mainly on me, that I was going to look for a junior developer role or like a BA role or an admin developer mixed role. Mm -hmm. I was good with any of those, but I didn't want just a straight admin role because again, I heard that 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 was hard to shake sometimes for some people Mm -hmm. um, to, to, to go from the title admin to developer. And so I was like, okay. So my first role was admin slash developer. Mm -hmm. And I was the only uh, Salesforce professional at the organization. So when I say I literally did everything, I did, did BA work, <laughs> I did development work, I did admin work, I did support work, everything, every piece of it came. And we had over 200 users. 
So great, great to get your experience up. <laughs> baptized by fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely baptized by Jump fire. Straight in. Well, yeah. yeah. So there were some definite challenges in that role. And I, I have to say that, you know, it was the support group that I built that I would lean on and I'd say, okay, you know way more about this than I do. And mm-hmm. you know what, this is what I'm thinking. What kind of guidance can you give me? Mm-hmm. And so that, so I went from there and then I went into consulting for a really small consultancy and did consultant consultancy. I did a little bit of independent nonprofit consultancy as well. Mm-hmm. And then I landed in, in, in a center. So <laughs> that's wow. kind of my trajectory. Yeah, no, that's great. So you set up a group, a WIT Devs group. Like what motivated Correct. you to set up WIT Devs? What other support networks are out there to help women sort of develop their career in this area? What have you tapped into? Sure. So the Women in Tech Developer group, we started off as Women Who Dev. And mm-hmm. then Salesforce asked us to change our name and, and so forth. So we did. And what many, many people don't know is we actually had this idea because we saw a gap that Jessica and I, again, (laughs) saw this gap that there wasn't a group for women developers and you couldn't localize it because there's not enough of us. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make it a virtual group so everybody across the world could could join. And oddly enough, Zane Turner had the same idea. So she was the the third leader of WitDevs, but then right before we launched the group officially, she got swooped up by Salesforce. (laughs) So so that's a, that's a hidden little story. And, but yeah, we wanted a group to support women that are interested in having more technical careers. And this group serves aspiring developers, Mm -hmm. beginning developers, intermediate developers, advanced developers, and architects. So, I know that that sounds like a broad scope, but Jessica has a master's degree in adult training and education. So she knows how to teach or find content for all different levels. And so we provide content at various different levels. We have a nearly monthly meeting and it's technical in nature and virtual and everybody is welcome. That's cool. That's cool. And have you tapped into any other sort of networks or groups that you would advise? Yeah, um, I was... I went to Rad Woman and I was, I'm a Rad Woman alum. I really, really like that group. WitDevs is a very supportive, collaborative group and we celebrate each other's successes. And Rad Woman is the same. They focus on, if you're unfamiliar, they focus on Apex development and teaching women how to code. Mm-hmm. And they, it's actually, they don't call it a boot camp, but that's essentially what it is. It's a, it's a boot camp for for women who mm-hmm. aspire to be developers. And now they have a uh, part one and a part two. So after you complete part one, then you can, you can go ahead and take part two. So mm-hmm. definitely that is one that I would highly recommend. So as far as other communities, like I said, Salesforce Saturday has been huge <laughs> and, and it hasn't just been our local one. I mean, I've gone to Austin Salesforce Saturday. I've gone to other ones across the country when I'm in town and that, that group is really, really awesome. Just but finding then, one that suits you, isn't it? And feeling like mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of different groups you can try. Yeah. And Force Landia is not necessarily a group, but it's a conference that is for uh, 
developers and architects. It's out right. of Portland, Oregon, and mm. they do a fantastic conference there. Uh, and the community is a great place to network and a great place to really learn. They have a lot of hands-on and have some really great technical conversations that, that nice. that's really great. And as far as resources, we do have a, so my most used resources, I just going to have created a resource list because um, out of a hundred days of trailhead, people always ask us for resources for a variety of different things. And we have an extensive resource list on a hundred days of trailhead.com that awesome. people can, people can take a look at. And then lastly, I, I think, um, Focus on Force is a resource that I've been heavily dependent on for exam certifications. Um, they gave great study materials and then you get sample questions. Because for me, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I have test anxiety. So right. it takes a lot for That's me to... That's difficult in a Salesforce environment. Uh, no Especially kidding. when they increased all the certifications, right? <laughs> how, do you, how do you tackle that then? I actually have a video on our 100 Days of Trailhead YouTube on how awesome. I how I have um, tackled my test anxiety. And um, I do a bit of myth busting too, because I think people that have test anxiety, we get fed a lot of myths that then you can feel a bit guilt around, you know, if, if you buy into it. So I, I do talk about that. Uh, but yeah, focus on force. I don't know if you've ever utilized it, but it's it's okay. yeah, it's it's a it's great. And um, oh, here's a little secret for for your audience. We actually have <laughs> a a discount code for focus on force bundles oh, on the hundred awesome. days of Trailhead site, and it's at all levels. Oh, brilliant! That's yes, really good. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you. That. That's awesome. Um, so thank you. Being so open and honest, though, about some of your challenges as well, because I think reflecting on that, you know, getting that first job, but keep persevering. Yes. First one, like the test anxiety. I mean, again, I think other people definitely will share that learning, going through that learning journey of feeling like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this to the point that you just keep going with it. And then bit by bit, it starts coming together. And it's like riding a bike, you don't get it straight away. You kind of have to keep persevering to the point. I keep telling that to my daughter at the moment. I'm going to get there one She will ride her big bike. But it is kind of like, there's always challenges all the way through this, isn't there? And I'm working mm-hmm. through. Is there any other kind of things that have cropped up for you that you'd like to share with the audience? Because where you are now, it's really inspirational to see you an architect. Like, were there any other hurdles you had to jump through together? I unfortunately want to bring up something that I think a lot of people don't talk about. And as someone that is a woman who also falls into other minority groups, in the technical capacity, the fact of the matter is, is that there's oftentimes when I walk into the room as a woman that my technical knowledge and skills are put into question by my peers, which should not be, but it still is true, which is very unfortunate. That's why I try to do as much work as I do around diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think we all have a responsibility to try to make a stamp Mm. on making a more equitable world and and using whatever privilege we do have. And and Mm. that changes from situation to situation for good, right? Um, And then also, this piece is tragic to me. I've actually had other women gaslight me and try to sideline me. I think this is absolutely and completely unacceptable behavior. And I think it Mm. needs to stop. We all have equal place in business and in tech. 
we need to stop focusing on being the token mm-hmm. and focus on, on helping each other, cheering each other on as we each succeed and as we succeed together. Because at the end of the day, when one of us succeeds and we can share that knowledge and that assistance and reach back, then we all succeed. There's enough room at the table for all of us. And there's no reason for tokenism. There's no reason for gaslighting and trying to sideline. And that that has to stop. Mm -hmm. The challenges specifically related to technical skills and then learning Mm -hmm. is my best advice is fail early and fail often to achieve your success. Mm-hmm. No one does anything perfectly the first time, and development is just that, iterating over the same problem until you have a solution and asking for help when you need it. And that last part sometimes can be really challenging mm-hmm. because if you're the only room, excuse me, if you're the only woman in a room or on a project or something to ask for help and to say, I do need help can be very, very challenging but understand that it, it can help you and it can, actually, it can actually bring you a lot of respect as well. Mm-hmm. You just have to tailor it in a way to, to bring respect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of the things resonate in that we, will, we want to build our profile and confidence and people to respect female women in tech and kind of what we bring to the table and what we can do. And similarly, I've had people be a bit antagonistic on like LinkedIn posts, which I'm like, well, look, if you Ooh. don't like what I'm talking about, you don't need to follow me. <laughs> like, you know, really, yeah. it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's kind of like, why do you don't want to bring other people down? So I think what we want to focus on, and I think you've done an amazing job with all these groups is like, let's lift each other up. Let's raise yes. awareness of fantastic people in the sector. You know, we want people to raise their profile and be experts in there and dream of this world where everybody will lift each other up equally and, and respect yes. that. And that's what we want to aim towards. And I think that's what we try so hard with our mums to do is we we help them get their first presentation gig, which they absolutely mm-hmm. are terrified that. But, you know, they want to, or they start writing a blog or mm-hmm. sharing stuff that builds their confidence. And that's all we can do, isn't it, really, mm-hmm. Rachel? At the end of the day is we can go out there, spread positive news, positive stories, yes. encourage them and inspire them to then go and do the same. And other people, if, they, if they're not into that, then let them be. It's so important to just kind of be focused on what we want to do mm-hmm. and sort of take that out in, into the world, really. So I think you've done an amazing job to kind of be where you're at now and to kind of work for one of the biggest Salesforce consultancies. You must be so proud. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. And you've done so much on the side as well. Like, hats off to you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, it's, you- it's just truly a passion. I mean, I, I really have a passion for my mother's a teacher. So I have a passion for teaching and seeing people grow and really, I, I love seeing their eyes light up or them share news that they got the role or that they were able to get that one piece of code to work or whatever the case may be. That's, that's just so delightful to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. It's just, it's been a pleasure to hear your journey. And I think just the intention of this show is just to really inspire people about the different job roles, the the paths you take to get there. Like I love the fact that you went out and learned all about these different kinds of code and that sort of (laughs) reinforced it. But now through WIT devs and the other sort of networks out there that you can tap into and a hundred days of trailhead, like there's, there's loads of resources. And I think it's just about, 
keep keep learning keep exploring yes. and you'll find your niche and go through job roles as you progress um to get there so I think you're a true inspiration in that thank you for sharing. well thank you I think you're an inspiration and if you don't mind may I put a challenge to to your audience yeah go for it okay the challenge is, is on January 1st, 2021, mm-hmm. or if, we're, if you're listening to this and it's another year, it's January 1st every single year, we do 100 days of trailhead competition where mm-hmm. we encourage you to join us to take on your continuous learning path and you do something for an hour every single day to persist your learning. There's more information on 100daysoftrailhead.com, but we would love to see you mums out there gaining these skills. And we, we post our progress publicly so you can get more attention as to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So then that can elevate your profile. So then employers can see the dedication that you have to your education. So all I have to say to each and every one of you is you can do it. Being persistent is what will prevail and get the support system that you can depend on. Heather, you are amazing. You're doing great work. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And I love that because we've just been recently talking about motivation. And I think having that accountability and commitment to do something an hour a day and to have a structure for it is just what you need, isn't it? It's a great idea. So um, thank you for putting that together and creating such a motivational (laughs) journey for people. So yeah, we'll like to see. Let us know if you do the challenge. You can join the Supermoms Facebook group. We'll post it out in there as well. You can let us know how you're getting on. Connect with Rachel on her LinkedIn profile and through the, the YouTube channel. And we look forward to hearing your journey and what you're doing now. Now, I'm sure Rachel and I would love to hear whether you've actually taken the leap into a Salesforce career and, and started climbing the ladder. So we'd love to hear your stories. So bye for now. Um, please do tune into our next show. If you love the show today, please review on iTunes and leave a comment for us and, and follow the show. And we'll speak to you again all soon. Take care. Bye. Mums on Cloud9 is kindly sponsored by RB in partnership with Emfer.